Hey there, before we get started, I always forget to say this. Would you please go and take a moment and rate and review the podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's super helpful, it helps people find the show, and it also gives me good feedback on how I can be making the show better, or how I can continue to be awesome. That was uncomfortable for me to say. Okay, thanks for doing that. All right, now we'll get started. Here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. We We hope hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, even Lucy, and thank you for being here. Barely made it today. We had a bunch of technical problems this week, and right now I'm recording this Wednesday, October 26th, (laughs) less than 12 hours before it comes out. It's usually, oh, it doesn't matter. It has been quite a week. So here we are. Podcast, doing the best we can with Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Eddie. It is nice to meet you. Nice to see you back here again. Thank you for listening to the show where we find ways to traverse this life together. Some of those ways are going to be random and small. Some will be big and brave and scary. And we will probably certainly fail because we're not perfect. We're just trying to do our best. This week is definitely going to be a mix of those sort of random, small, big, brave, scary kind of things. I look forward to sharing with you today. As always, the show is live So you may hear some little hiccups, some little repeats, but also you'll hear me at my most honest, and I hope you uh, connect with that in some way. I've gotten some feedback, (laughs) both loving the live format and not so much loving the live format. So we'll keep going, uh, see how it goes. If need be, I can just start editing. But for now, it's just us, and looking forward to sharing with you today's main idea. Issue 9, Separate and Superior. A few years ago, I was invited to speak to a group of interns at IJM, the organization I used to work for. I always feel funny about these kinds of invitations because baked into them is this idea that you somehow have something to impart to the youth. Honestly, though, I feel like I have way more to learn from them about culture, life, priorities, activism, and the like. I always end up feeling like the ghost of Christmas future, leaving them to rush back to their young lives to make things right with Bob Cratchit before it's too late. But, of course, I accepted the invitation. I didn't want to be the overthinking elitist and decline the invitation based on my little sad boy feelings. So I popped into the Zoom of bright-eyed, eager, young interns who are out to change the world and I did my very best to give them something, anything, useful. They really were a very sweet group of babies. So the questions that they posed pretty much went how I'd expect them to go. Can you tell us how you went from being a pastor to a podcaster? Will you tell Annie, F Downs, hi for me? Is Annie really that fun? Are you and Annie going to keep talking? You know, the questions I always get. But then the quiet intern piped up. Yeah, you know that intern, the chill intern who is smart as a whip and who could easily do my job better than me. The quiet intern mused, what would you tell yourself if you were an intern on this call? I froze. I mean, I kept the flow of words spilling out because I'm a trained talker, but inside I knew I was heading towards making a point that I wasn't sure I should make. I said some things about the importance of travel, finding people who you can be really honest around, and getting into counseling, even if you don't know why. But still, I could feel myself wanting to say the actual thing that I wish I'd known as a 20-year-old. 
Finally, I interrupted myself and said, actually, you know what? There is something that I would have told myself. Nothing matters, said the ghost of Christmas future as Scrooge looked on in fear. <laughs> yeah, nothing you're doing matters. I don't talk to most of the people I knew at your age. I've changed careers half a dozen time. I, at times. I didn't start saving money until I was 30, and my college major never really came up again after graduation. So study what you want. Drop out even. Just it doesn't matter. <laughs> and with that, the Zoom went silent. Except for the quiet intern, who already knew what I was saying was true. I sat in discomfort, and I began to reflexively stammer with some who-knows-what advice about starting a Roth IRA or something. That was the last time I was invited to speak to the interns. <laughs> I haven't thought of that story in years, and I wonder what those former interns thought of my existential crisis, if they even remember it. I'm sure they're too busy personally advising Malala Yousafzai or strategizing the Gates Foundation for the Gates Foundation to remember that moment. But I was reminded of it recently when I read a memoir from a White House, uh, uh, from an Obama White House staffer. Her name is Alyssa Mastromonaco. And she, in this memoir, is processing her life after working in the West Wing. She writes, When you go from checking your BlackBerry 500 times a day, needing to be available and responsive 24-7, to being able to sleep until 8 a.m., wake up and have a leisurely breakfast and do whatever you want, it sounds awesome. But you also wonder why no one is calling you. Weren't you invaluable? Irreplaceable? We are all replaceable. Life goes on. That doesn't mean it feels good. Did you catch what she said there? She said, we are all replaceable. I should have said that to the interns. That's the, get ready, loaded word alert here. That's the ego I was trying to encourage them to consider and wrestle with. Yet what I think I conveyed that left them silent was that their life didn't matter, which of course isn't true. Of course people care for them. Of course they are worthy of dignity and respect. Of course their very existence is nothing short of a, of a miraculous occurrence that all of time and mystery conspired to create. Of course they matter. What doesn't matter is everything else. Yet the everything else, the status, acceptance, accomplishments, popularity, following, influence, attractiveness, income, all of it, that's what the ego, my ego, wants so desperately to fixate on. Franciscan priest and writer Richard Rohr says of ego, the ego is that part of the self that wants to be significant, central, and important by itself, apart from anybody else. It wants to be both separate and superior. Richard Rohr, got me again. Today, I'd tell those interns that much of this future ghost's life has been spent believing that I am, in fact, separate and superior. But of course, I am not. Nothing I accomplish or fail at defines me or makes me more valuable. I am simply because I am. True freedom comes from knowing my replaceability in everything I hold most dear, for real, everything, and then surrendering to a power beyond myself. That's the critical step. But even if I had said that, my guess is that the interns still would have fallen silent. I know I wasn't ready to hear that for a long time. Plus, those interns were awesome and probably didn't even need that kind of advice. Who knows? Maybe I should have just stuck with the Roth IRA advice. Oh, and building equity early. You really got to do that. Okay, kind of a fun one today. I liked thinking about the interns, and I will just call back to it uh, again. Um, 
the book that Alyssa Mastro, sorry, I have a hard time with her name, Mastro Monaco wrote uh, was fantastic. I just finished it. It was called, I think, What Am I Doing Here? Oh, boy, I should have had that ready. Sorry. I will put that in the show notes, the title of her book. Really enjoyed it. Uh, she was super funny, uh, but also really thoughtful about her journey. Well, we're going to move into the show that part of the show that we call uh, Free Skate or that I have come to call Free Skate. Um, and for this free skate, I just wanted to answer some questions. There were some good questions that have come in that I thought were worthy of answering. So let's play some free skate music. That sounds right. And I will do my best to answer these questions. Well, the first one actually isn't a question. I just need to, to, to read this to you. It was just too funny. Kelsey writes, uh, or should I say Dr. Kelsey writes, um, I had to share my cool, 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 I'm a professional moment. Okay, if you don't know what Kelsey's talking about, a couple weeks ago, I sent out a newsletter and a couple minutes later had to send out a retraction. And in the retraction, like I wrote something wrong, I gave you all the wrong promo code. I wrote, cool, 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 I'm a professional as I apologized. And then uh, my friend said, you should make <laughs> mugs out of those. And so I did make mugs that say, cool, 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 I'm a professional. And then it has the show logo on it. So I thought, you know what, I'm not gonna do a lot of merch, but that seems like funny merch. Anyhow, uh, I mean, you can buy them on the website, eddiecoffelts.com, if you want one. I make no money off of it, but I'd love to see you post it. It makes me really happy to see people drinking out of a cool, 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 I'm a professional mug. Anyhow, so Dr. Kelsey says, I had to share my moment. She said, and this is terrifying, I'm a dentist. That's not the scary part. Fresh off maternity leave, also not scary, and highly sleep deprived from two sick children. Today, I was delivering an implant tooth for a patient and jokingly said, righty tighty, lefty loosey, as I took off the healing cap with the little screwdriver. Okay, teeth kind of make me sick, but we're going to press on. I placed the new tooth in and screwed it down multiple times, removing it for small adjustments. When we finally were ready to place it in permanently, I couldn't get the screw to engage anymore. I removed it, examined it, tried over and over again to no avail. After what was some time, it occurred to me, and I had to admit to the patient, I've been going lefty-loosey. So, from what I can understand, our sweet doctor, Kelsey, was so tired and so done that she was putting a tooth on the wrong way. That is absolutely terrifying, and that makes me really happy, and you have definitely earned your cool, 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 I'm a professional moment mug. <laughs> Kate writes, hey, Eddie, I started a new job today. Actually, she wrote Eddie, hi. I don't know why I started like that. Eddie, hi. I started a new job today and was happily shocked to find out that my supervisor looks and sounds just like you. I kid you not, it caught me off guard the entire day. It made me curious to know, have you ever met a doppelganger of yours? Or anyone look? does anyone you know personally look like you? Uh, if not, <laughs> I'd be happy to introduce you to Mark from the customer service team next time you're in Ohio. Well, that Mark must be just a real handsome fella. No, I don't know what to say to that. Other than I will say, no, I haven't met my doppelganger, but I have had a lot of people, a lot of people over the years say, you look just like my friend. And I think that's because I just have a really general dude look, you know, like I'm not, I don't have a lot of hair, but I'm not bald. I'm like, you know, just I'm like really regular. So if you got like a bigger guy who's like kind of a dad look with glasses, it kind of looks like me. So I think that actually I'm just sort of like the Ford Taurus of people. And in that all cars kind of look like me. So anyhow, Mark from Ohio, good luck to you, man. <laughs> and Kate, thank you for sending that in. That was very funny. 
Oh, John David from Relevant. I forgot about that. John David from Relevant. He and I used to replace each other on the Relevant podcast sometimes. When I wasn't there, he would fill in and vice versa. And people never knew that we were different people. And that's just fine because John David is a good human being who I respect a lot. And I'm happy to be mistaken uh, as him. Okay, Sarah writes, I'm a dog person and was just wondering, do you still have your dog? Uh, she remembers us talking about uh, Sweet Kalia. No, Sweet Kalia. Uh, she is done. She was an old, old girl and uh, she lived through a good winter here and through a good spring um, and through a good summer here. And she dealt with Waffles the cat hitting her and hissing at her and she was super sweet about it uh and then one day we had to say goodbye to her so in case there are little ears listening we don't have to go deeper than that but it was very sad but it was also uh, a life well lived so thanks for asking about sweet clea and for those of you out there who i'm sure have said goodbye to pets you know how sweet and sad it is and waffles certainly missed her friend for a while and then i think waffles the cat was actually pretty happy that she got everybody to herself okay last one uh christine I think Christine's like in England, maybe, or... Yeah, 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 yeah. South Devon, Exeter in England. I don't know where any of that is except for England. But she writes, Hey, Eddie, my husband and I planned our dream dinner party guest list recently while on a date, and it was the most fun. First of all, cute that she and her husband are out on a date, and they're making up these little games together. I mean, that's a good relationship, right? The rules are five people, any people, uh, any people and your restaurant of choice. I also got to say she didn't say this, but her people were... Uh, you can be uh, alive or not. Because of your uh, recent season conversation with your family, it made me think that this was a kind of game that you all would like to play. She said, here's my list as an example. Jane Austen. Uh, it's, I think it's Nigella Lawson. Uh, Jane Austen. Nigella Lawson, who is over in England. I, I had to look her up. Is a like a very famous um, like food, like like kind of a Martha Stewart type here in the US, but like very famous chef. And like huge social media influencer and bazillion followers and stuff like that. It does really good recipes and talks about food in really cool ways. Taylor Swift, obviously. Kate Baller, theologian. And fifth grade teacher, Pat Cook. I hope Pat Cook, if Pat is still alive, knows that Christine put <laughs> put her down as the, um, as, as the fifth grade teacher. Um, you know, as someone who influenced her. Anyway, uh, so my list. I have been thinking about this way too much. And I got to say, five people is impossible. Uh, and uh, I replaced a bunch of them many times, but here's a few because I started to think, okay, what are big areas of my life that if I needed to talk to somebody about it, this would be the person to talk to or if I really wanted to. So uh, first, uh, Q-tip from A Tribe Called Quest, formerly A Tribe Called Quest. Awesome rapper, could talk to him about 80s, 90s, 2000s rap all day long. He is super cool and I love the way he dresses. Um, so I'd have Q-tip there. It would make me very happy. Second, Zach Galifianakis. Just his live at the Purple Onion special on Netflix, old, old comedy special, it gets me. His sense of humor when he's at his weirdest, it just really gets me every single time. And I would just want to laugh with Zach Galifianakis. The third would be Henry Nouwen. Uh, he has passed away, but he wrote some of the most important books uh, theologically to me. And I think that some of the questions that I wrestle with, Henry Nouwen would be the right person to ask about them. And so I would love Henry Nouwen there. Um, Tina Fey. Because, of course, I want to go the SNL route, but I also want to go the writing route. I also love 30 Rock. Uh, I want to talk about what it was like to host, was it the Emmys? Uh, Tina Fey just encompasses a lot. So I feel like Henry Nowen, Tina Fey, Zach Kalifanakis, and Q-Tip would be the four. Uh, and then the fifth one would be my grandfather, who I never met. 
but um, found out not too long ago that his whole side of the family was uh, Ashkenazi Jewish. Um, and so that whole side of my family uh, is Eastern European Jewish, and I don't know them at all. And I don't know anything about them, but would be fascinated to talk to him and learn more about uh, more of my origins. So those are the five people. Where we would go for dinner, I don't know. I would just like to sit outside. I'd like to get like a good charcuterie and sit outside. I know that's kind of a like it's just beautiful fall day and just let the time very lazily go by as the five of us have a crazy conversation. I'm also assuming that Brianne and even Lucy are invited because we're all part of it together. If not, I guess they're the first three people on the list and then I just got to go with, I don't know, Henry Nowen and Tina Fey maybe. I don't know. Anyhow, that's it. Thanks for sending in questions. And if any of you have any thoughts you want to share, I love reading your feedback. Uh, I love sharing it both on the newsletter and here on the podcast. And uh, I love getting a chance every couple of weeks to, I don't know, answer is kind of a lofty idea. We just talked about ego. I don't think I'm answering anything, but I love getting to consider it with you. And hopefully for those of you that are listening, you get to consider these questions yourself. I would love to know your five people that you'd have dinner with. Yeah, I'd love to know that. I bet we're going to get quite a cross-section. Okay, that's it for now. Let's close out the show. Gotta have closing music, right? There we go. Okay. Uh, In the newsletter today, I talk about a new show that I have been obsessing over. It's actually a show that's been on for years and years, but I'm just hearing about it. And I guess because it just came on Netflix, it's called Alone. I write about it over there. Uh, over on the newsletter. Also, um, if you want to support doing the best we can as a project, the best thing you could do would be to ask your friends to subscribe to the newsletter. Um, I love that you listen to the podcast, rate and review it if you get a chance, but forwarding the newsletter on, it's down at the bottom. You can see a little, you could see it down there at the bottom of the newsletter, forwarding it on to your friends and uh, having people subscribe to it. It's free and hopefully it's worth their time. So it would be really huge if you did that. As always, please leave me a message or drop me a line. Links are below. You can go to eddiekoffoltz.com and go to the feedback section. As always, thank you to Uncle Jimmy for editing the newsletter. You can find his contact info over on the newsletter, and he can edit for you. I mean, it's going to cost you, but you should pay for it. It's, it's worth it. He's a very good editor. And finally, thanks to you. I'm already hard at work on next week's, and I look forward to chatting with you again very soon on Doing the Best We Can. <laughs>